Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Holding a Ladder Sport and Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Rice. This week's guest is Martha Gore Algernon. Martha is in her third season as the head girls basketball coach at Faith Academy in Mobile, Alabama. She was the head women's basketball coach at the University of Mobile from 1995 to 2008, where she had a 241 and 156 record. She was twice named Gulf Coast Athletic Conference Coach of the Year and took her teams to the NAIA National Tournament four times. She was an MVP of the state tournament at French Settlement High School in French Settlement, Louisiana in 1986 and was a two-time all-conference selection at Louisiana College, now known as Louisiana Christian University in Pineville, Louisiana. She started 111 straight college games at LC. I hope you enjoy the next few minutes with Martha Gore Algernon. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Holding the Ladder in Sport and Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Rice, and with me this week is someone who I remember when I was a college student at Mobile College, now known as University of Mobile, uh, this star player from one of our big rivals, Louisiana College, um, but has gone on to great success as a coach and is just a great human being. Uh, the pride of French Settlement, Louisiana, Martha Algernon. Martha, welcome to the podcast. We are really glad to have you and looking forward to introducing you to a very wide uh, audience across really uh, over 10 different countries and all across the country of the United States. So welcome. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you, Tim, for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. And, uh, uh, you know, Martha, when, when I was a college student at Mobile College, uh, she was the assistant women's basketball coach, uh, actually came in as a grad assistant. I, I'm correct on that, right, Martha, if I'm not mistaken? That, yeah. That is correct. And she had the, the, the opportunity to work with uh, Kurt Berger, uh, who was a, a longtime coach there at uh, Mobile. Uh, he was an assistant for the men's team, then became the women's coach. and. Um, you know, it's uh, it's always neat to really look back and reflect on the times I had in college. And obviously, uh, when I thought, man, who could I have as a guest that has gone on to great success that I really have a lot of respect for? It's Martha. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Martha. Well, uh, like you originally said, I'm from French Settlement, Louisiana. It is a very small town uh, below Baton Rouge. And it's a class B school, so not very big. That right there tells you a uh, small town, small school. Um, and uh, I uh, played basketball and softball there and uh, was fortunate enough to uh, have several opportunities for scholarships. And I was very blessed. And um, I uh, didn't choose to go the big time D1 route because uh, I just wanted to play. And um, LSU couldn't offer me playing time as a freshman, uh, so I went to Louisiana College, a smaller private school up in Alexandria, Louisiana, and uh, they um, had good success. I was able to, fortunate enough to be injury-free for four years, uh, played all four years uh, there and as a starter, and uh, won a couple of ch uh, conference championships, and um just was uh, had a great career there, met, met some amazing people uh, at LC during that time. 
And so um, after uh, that, I finished up my my degree there and got a coaching, teaching coaching job at Baker High School uh, in Baton Rouge and um, uh, went there to uh, be their uh, softball coach because they didn't have uh, girls basketball at that time there. And um, so I did the softball gig for one semester and the team was loaded with players. Uh, we made it to the state championship game and uh, lost in that game, but had some really neat young ladies, uh, talented young ladies that went on to play college ball as well. And uh, during that summer of uh, 91, I got a call from my assistant coach at LC and she said, there's a grad assistant position open at University at Mobile College. And so I knew I wanted my master's. I had already started my master's at LSU and was in finishing up my first class. And uh, I, I would have, you know, we all want the dream of someone else paying for our master's. And so uh, I uh, called Coach Berger, came for an interview and um, moved to Mobile in August of 91 and uh, got my grad assistant uh degree uh the first two years i uh, got my, my my master's the first two years and uh then i stepped away for one year and i came back as kurt's full-time assistant they made the job full-time and was there uh from 94 to 95 and then he left uh unexpectedly to go move back to illinois to care for his parents and so um coach uh, dr bill elder was so kind and generous to give a young 25 year old uh, young lady an opportunity to be a head coach. And um, I was uh, so grateful and thankful for that opportunity. And uh, so I did that for 13 years and um, we were very successful. Uh, won, uh, won, won a few games and won a few championships and went to a few national tournaments and um, had some amazing players there and individuals at, uh, at Mobile College, University of Mobile. And so um, that was exciting. And so in January of uh, 08, I uh, stepped away from college coaching. Um, as you know, Tim, being in it and out of it, it there is a, a world out there besides college athletics. And there is a life. And so I was able to, um, you know, just do some family things that I had never been able to do uh, as, a, as a growing up playing college ball, coaching college ball. Uh, you don't get to make it home for those holidays. So I was went home for Easter, went home for Thanksgiving, Christmas, just enjoying some normal life things um, that people do outside of college athletics. And after six years of that, um, my parents uh, had some health issues. And so um, we decided, my husband and I decided to move them here with us in Mobile uh, to just help care for them a little bit and um, move them in in 2013. And uh from February to October of that year, um, we cared for both of them here. And that, that October, my father passed. And so caretaking um, is overwhelming. Um, it is, uh, it's tiring and it's an endless job. Uh, after in that Janu uh, January of 14, we moved my mother back home and was able to get a sitter and I would go and come uh, every other weekend, help caring for her and taking care of her meds, taking her to the doctor. And um, so uh, she was able to live in her home for five years after my father passed. And um, then she uh, 
had congestive heart failure and, and died in November of 18. And so I uh, just needed a break mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. It was just overwhelming uh, caretaking. And um, I'd lost a lot of weight and just needed to get Martha, have some Martha time. And then uh, in March of 2019, um, Coach Woody Head uh, called me and uh, he had actually been calling me for nine years prior. And I was like, coach, I'm, I'm busy. I've got family. And so in March of 19, he called me and he said, uh, I want you to just come and listen. He goes, we're not going to interview you. We just want you to listen. I said, okay, I'll come and listen. And so after three and a half hours of listening, I decided to accept a coaching position there for their varsity girls basketball team on a part-time basis. And, um, so I'm, I'm in my third year of doing that. And um, it's, a, it's a great place to be, a great place to work um, at Faith Academy here in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, well, and I, and one thing for the <laughs> listeners, you know, she brought up uh, truly a legend in Alabama high school athletics and Woody Head. Um, I was fortunate to be Woody's assistant boys basketball coach on the varsity level and got my very first school coaching position as the sixth and seventh grade B team coach at faith in 93, yeah. 94. And here's the ironic twist. The person that uh, Martha replaced Sam Lassiter was one of my players on that oh, wow. sixth and seventh grade B team. And uh, you know, Woody, tell us a little bit about coach head, you know, he just a legend. Uh, tell, yeah. tell the audience about him a little bit. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's been coaching. Gosh. It, he actually coached my husband when he was a tiny tot growing up football, baseball. And um, he has just been coaching in the city, uh, his sons and, and just for so, so long and um, made that transition to the high school level. And at Faith Academy, he coached so many different sports. He was the volleyball coach, the basketball coach, the softball coach, and anything else that needed coaching out there. And he has won uh, hundreds of games on all levels and uh, several championships on all levels. Uh, and so uh, that's, uh, he's a really neat uh, gentleman. And I am very thankful for the opportunity that he kept pursuing and kept pursuing. And um, the timing was right in 2019 for me to go out there and, and coach the, the girls basketball team. Well, and he's, he, there's just something he's good persuader, you know, uh, I, 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 you know, he was a, such a good motivator too. And I learned so much from him in the one year that I worked with him and uh, that really got kind of got me springboarded to, you know, getting into you know, taking a college assistant job in Minnesota. And then from there on, um, and I coached, uh, you know, his daughter, Amy uh, in track as a, as a seventh grader of all things back then. Um, now, uh, regarding your um, overall, like obviously growing up in a small town, um, how did you get your start in sport? Did you just play youth sports in the area? How did well, you um, they did not have any sports um, for just females. It was just males. The males had, you know, they got to play baseball and they got to play basketball and so forth. And so... I was about in the fourth grade and um, all my school guy friends were playing on this itty bitty basketball team. And 
I just told my dad, I was like, I want to play on that team. And he said, well, you need to call the coach and ask if you can play. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do it. You need to do that, Dad. He goes, nope, you want to play, you need to call. So I mustered up the, the uh, confidence to give uh, Mr. Woods a call and ask him. And he said, well, I'll need to check on the rules on that to have a girl play with the boys. And so he did. And a few days later, he called back and said that I could play. And that just made my day. I was so ecstatic and, um, <clears throat> and just jumped right in and, and, and got to be a part of that at the ground level. And now um, there's sports, you know, there's, there's itty bitty teams for all the females to play and so forth to help them start their skill level at an early age in that parish. And um, it was exciting to be a part of that uh, itty bitty team and then making it to the junior high team and so forth at school where they had it for females. But uh, that, that was a neat opportunity. Yeah. What, um, through the years, obviously you've talked about your mom and dad, uh, the original ladder holders for you. Uh, who else held a ladder for you as you were growing up and um, even going through your career? Even yeah. uh, My parents definitely were the first ones. They were big encouragers. Um, and uh, they were there for me at every turn. Um, and they wanted to wanted me to give my all. If I wasn't going to give my all, they was like, don't play. You don't need to be out there. And um, so my parents were, and then my older brother, um, he was beneficial in, um, you know, honing my skills in the backyard and uh, on the dirt uh, basketball court out back and um, uh just uh, spending the quality time with me in, in, in just having the basic skills of softball and basketball. And um, then as uh, I went into high school, uh, I had an amazing high school coach, Gerald Keller, um, there at French Settlement. And uh, he, he was very beneficial in developing my basketball IQ. And I am so thankful of that. Um, that is a, uh, uh, an unknown thing today in a lot of high school players. And so moved on to college and uh, in my junior year of high school, I was able to meet uh, the assistant coach from Louisiana College, Lori Thames. And um, I, I met a lot of college coaches during that time. Uh, I was blessed to have many opportunities and um, just her and I really made a good connection. And um, I, I chose Louisiana College. And ever since that time as a junior in high school, her and I's relationship has just developed um, just from a personal to a, a education to a professional uh, basketball coaching wise uh, quality mentor and friendship through the years. And um, Lori Thames played a very big part in my life and my development from high school to college to even when I went to UM as, as an assistant, I was able to feed off of her as my mentor and, and how to do the job and how to do it professionally and um, the right way. And just moving into the head coaching job there, her friendship and her mentoring has been valuable to me over the years. Yeah. And you brought up uh, my, my mentor, Bill Elder earlier. Uh, and, you know, I think it, it's uh, really amazing when um, you, and of course, I'm really good friends with Joe Nyland as well, who yes. was the AD for a while at Mobile. And now it's at the, at the arch rival Springfield yes. college. Although that's, that rivalry is not the same anymore, sadly, but, uh, no. but, uh, but um, I, you know, I think that having those, 
I mean, when you think about those people that had that impact, I mean, has that really helped you in terms of your view on how to help others? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely, Tim. It um, is just, uh, you know, you learn from experience and um, that's the best teacher most times. And uh, just having those um, individuals play a big part in, in, in my career and my growing and uh, maturing, uh, it, it was just beneficial. Um, you don't, I don't think you're going to get very far without quality mentors in your life. And um, being able to uh, have those individuals just uh, sew into me, pour into me, and, um, you know, just give me such good direction. And um, uh, has just, it just, it's been a lot to me. Yeah, I know for me, it's been, as I get older, perhaps you feel the same way, but, you know, just the, the time of reflecting, you know, mm -hmm. as you get older, especially in this, in this industry and, and looking back to even when, uh, you know, I look back to playing baseball in the side lot by my house in Robertsdale, Alabama with ghost men on first and second, um, <laughs> <laughs> being creative and things like that. And I think, man, that, was, that wasn't that long ago, but actually it was over 40 years ago. And, you know, time flies by. And, uh, and when you think about the, the way that, you know, it kind of leads to the next question. It's pertaining to some of the big challenges you face mm -hmm. in your, your job uh, as the head coach at faith. Now, I mean, I, there's obviously a difference now and you, you, you've been out uh, for a few years and then you got back in three years ago. And I mean, has, what have the that biggest challenges been for you as you've gotten back going? Tim, I would say, first of all, commitment. Um, for these young ladies on this high school level and JV teams, it's commitment. And um, uh, unfortunately, uh, most of these young ladies, they didn't start in the backyard, kind of like you and I did, get, you know, getting introduced to the sport and learning. And, um, and so their commitment, uh, as far as growing up, playing it in the fourth and fifth grade, um, there's just a several, probably out of 15 players, I've got probably two that grew up with it. And so, you know, that they're, they're behind in their skill work and, and in their, their knowledge of the game and so forth. And, um, uh, you know, sometimes it's like it, it's not very important to them. It's just a, a sideline thing, a club or something I'm involved in. And um, they just didn't have that upbringing uh, being introduced to the sport at a very young age. And so being able to get these young ladies to push themselves harder, to push through weaknesses and when they get tired and um, being mentally tough. And, uh, and that, that is, uh, that is some of my biggest challenges right now with, with my high school team. Yeah. I, it's interesting. You brought, brought that up. Cause that's something that hasn't really been brought up. You know uh, your, your guest number 52 uh, of the year. And uh, it is, we've heard from some of the guests about uh, how technology has impacted the industry, but boy, um, it really, do you think that technology and having so many options has caused a lot of this issue? 100%. The cell phone has 
made its impact on these young individuals. And um, just like, you know, uh, the, the attention span, they can't focus. They can't just zone in and they don't understand what eye contact is. Um, they're, they're not uh, familiar with that and they're not used to be held accountable for that. And so, yes, most definitely the technology has just pulled their attention span, pulled their mindset of focusing and, and, and committing to something at a certain time um, because uh, it's just, there's so much to take their, their thoughts, their time, uh, and it just, we, we talk about that with our team about it, and um, you just got to work through it. it. It's an unfortunate, and, um, I, you know, you and I didn't grow up like that, and with that option, um, but uh, being able to uh, work through this process with these young individuals is challenging, um, because they think all their answers and solving everything is on that cell phone. And um, so, you know, trying to teach them accountability, uh, responsibility, being on time, being prepared with your uniform and your practice gear and shoes and um, holding them accountable for those things um, when they do fail in those areas. And so, yeah, technology has really made its impact and is totally different. I know before I took the job three years ago, I had several college coaches friends tell me, um, don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm like, why? What's they're different. They're different. It's all different. It's it's not the same coaching game. And I was like, I didn't get it at that time, but uh, I, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that and that's um, you know, I, I had a situation while I was the head coach at, at Hiram College in Ohio where I had a, a young person who was injured and he had his he had his cell phone and he was texting uh, while we're in practice mm. like and I'm talking uh, they didn't go very well for him um, you know I, I do think that there is that it, the interesting thing about technology is it has such incredible use for a coach like utilizing huddle or utilizing specific uh, things of that nature, but it is, it is challenging. And um, I know that uh, when I was coaching high school basketball in, in Austin, Texas, we, we got huddle when they first came out back in 2011 or so was when I had it 2010, 2011. And you could check uh, who had watched film and who had right. not. And some of the kids were not watching it. And I'm like, man, we've got this technology. You should take advantage right. of it. But that, again, the commitment piece is, is a big one. And um, now uh, looking at you being in the industry for as long as you have been, um, obviously you've seen how different mentors and others have, have navigated their jobs, right? Uh, whether it's Woody Head, Joe Nyland, Bill Elder, any of your mentors uh, that I just didn't mention there. Uh, but what skills do you think are critical, essential, really, for success as a sports professional? It could be as a coach. It could be any area of sport. I mean, what are the skills needed? Well, first of all, I feel uh, the commitment has to be there. Um, and if you're going to do something, you need to be all in, committed to it. And um, with that commitment comes sacrifices in other areas of your life. 
Um, and uh, so learning how to sacrifice those things to be committed to the job or the task at hand that you've uh, signed up for and um, uh, putting forth, you know, be all in, work, work hard, um, give everything you have. Uh, because that's when uh, you will um, you will see progress, uh, you will see improvement, you will see growth, and um, uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, mental toughness. Um, you've got to persevere through those hard times, uh, getting to where you want to be um, in that job or um, in that coaching position, and. Um, so, you know, just just the commitment, having the passion for what you're doing day in and day out, um, because you, as well as you, you well know, uh, without passion, you're not going to enjoy it very much. And it's going to be, um, you know, a hassle and it, it's going to wear you down. But if you're passionate about the job and the position, um, your commitment and your hard work, all that will follow. Yeah. You, you, one thing about you're, you're, you're on a part-time role at faith. I was in a part-time role at Regent school of Austin, which is a school similar to faith in Austin, Texas. And, you know, being in that role, uh, obviously if you don't have a passion to do it, you know, it's not like you're making much money. If any, you're, you're taking time out of your, your own time, your personal mm -hmm. time to do it. Uh, to invest. And I think that that's yep. one of the things that, I mean, how important is investing in, oh. in people? It, it's huge. It's um, uh, because when you get down to it, it's, you know, it, it's really not all about the wins and losses, but I know you and I are competitive and we do want to win. Um, but investing in these young ladies is key because, you know, right after I started in 19, toward the end of the year, COVID hit of the basketball season. And um, so it was, you know, what that's kind of done to our families, you know, everybody being more at home and parents not used to being at home all the time with their kids and vice versa, the kids there with their parents all the time. And just so much turmoil and uneasiness has gone through uh, our families since the COVID has, has hit and trying to navigate online schooling, you know, with kids that don't have all this technology. It's, it, it's, 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 um, it, I mean, it, it can get depressing and it can get, um, uh, you know, uh, the worries build up and so forth. And so, you know, investing in these young ladies where they are today is crucial um, just to give them a chance to make the next step out of high school into college or into a, 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 a a, a job that is going to um, give them a chance to be successful. Uh, and so um, the investing that we, we do community service projects. Um, I, I try to love on these kids as much as I can remembering their birthdays and doing this. And um, you know, we've, when I first got the job, one of the seniors asked, she said, um, coach, are we going to have a Christmas party this year? And I was like, well, did y'all have one in the past? She goes, we never have had one. I was like, well, Christmas party it is. So, you know, just trying to get them to see the big picture of life. And we use this basketball game as a tool to teach them about life and teach them about um, 
being under pressure and making good decisions under pressure and uh, being in the right spot at the right time and timing and teamwork and um, encouraging your teamworks. And, you know, all that goes into the big picture of life, making a career after your your playing days are over. And so, yeah, just trying to invest in these young ladies is is really my top priority right now. You brought up something that, you know, when I look back on the years coaching over 600 ball games, been all over the United States, coach internationally, I can remember one score of any game from all those games, really remember it. And it's a 90, 92 Spring Hill Mobile home game where we won 72 to 70 on a Patrick Robinson shot at like two seconds left. That's the only one I can remember. The others, like, I think that, it's easy to look at records. It's easy to look at, um, you know, if you want a championship or whatever, but ultimately it's about the relationships and, right. and, and them being genuine and, uh, and folks that are listening in, in Ireland, especially those folks in Waterford in the Eastern part of the country, uh, Martha coached a young lady who uh, played uh, for Waterford Wildcats by the name of Crystal Coston. Um, what's Crystal's uh, married name now? Um, she's still going by Costin right oh, okay. now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, uh, tell us a little bit about coaching her and, uh, I'm sure some of the people in Waterford that are listening will probably find that interesting. Yeah. Um, I, uh, first, uh, come across Crystal, uh, at Thomasville high school as a junior and, uh, she played softball and basketball and, um, was just, uh, just physically, you would think she had been in the weight room all her life working out and she was just well built for a female, um, a thick young lady that was, had speed unknown to anyone else that size. And she was just a, a great looking athlete, high school athlete. And um, anything she played, she was well at. And so um, I was fortunate enough as a when she was a senior in high school to go over to UMS and watch her play in a softball game there. And I'm sitting in the stands, you know, watching, and she gets up to bat and bam, it's over the fence. And everybody's like, gosh, we've never seen a ball hit over the fence like that. You know, so um, she come from a great family, a loving family. Um, and uh, she signed with UM and, uh, came on, on board with us and just was, she gave her all every day, every day. And um, she would do whatever we'd ask her to do. She played forward for us and could post up and get her position and finish and rebound and run the floor. She was by far faster than any of the guards on the team at that time. And so um, anyway, so, that young lady was just an amazing uh, young woman to coach and um, just off the court was just, just as an amazing young woman off the court, um, the way she carried herself and the way she went about her business. And um, uh, her parents uh, uh, did a great job in, in raising her and getting her to that level. And um, now she's over in Pascagoula, Mississippi, uh, coaching and teaching there and having a successful job uh, as a young lady. Yeah. Well, and that, when you hear about stories like that, 
it is kind of interesting that like for me, even being in Ireland and somebody, a, a young man by the name of Wayne Redmond coming up to me and saying, you said you went to Mobile. And I said, yeah. I, did you know, did you ever hear of her? And I'm like, well, of course she was a great player. And it, and he's like, yeah, we, she played at Waterford and mm -hmm. like, it's such a small world. And uh, there's always a connection. It seems even when you don't even realize it. Um, now, one thing about climbing the ladder in this industry, especially in coaching, is the aspect of networking. Um, you know, you through the years that you've been in the in the industry, you know, you've developed relationships and everything. Tell us a little bit about kind of what your approach is and what it was like through the years uh, as far as networking. Well, um, yeah. Starting out in college is is kind of where the basis of networking began. Um, just even as a player, you saw how um, you know the program was run and so forth like that, and play in other schools and the camaraderie that that had, and who you would cross paths with and so forth, and um, just uh, <laughs> being able to um, have a saw how other people did it and where they were in their career and how they got there was, was so beneficial. And um, I can remember getting out. Uh, I met Christy Curry uh, back in high school. She went to Northeast Louisiana and I went to Louisiana college, but she, her hometown was very close to LC. And so I'm, I was able to meet her as a player at LC. Um, and uh, I remember getting out and going to Baker high school and, um, coaching their softball team and we was at a weekend tournament and um, it was between games and it was at a big facility there were multiple fields going on and so I was just meandering around walking through the parks and seeing the games and I looked over under this tree and there's Christy Curry sitting under the tree and I said what are you doing here and she said what are you doing here and I was like I'm the girl softball coach at Baker High School and she was like I'm the softball coach here with this team. And I was like, you're kidding me. So we sat down and had a good little conversation about how we'd much rather be on the basketball court than on the softball field and had some good laughs and stuff. And um, just, you know, uh, being able to uh, uh, watch those young ladies. And I was able to go out and uh, work some camps at Texas A&M when Christy was there as an assistant and so forth. And just watching her her coaching career climbed the ladder and um, being able to Kim Mulkey, uh, you know, she's close from my hometown as well. And uh, she was at Louisiana tech uh, my senior year and just uh, being able to, to watch those young ladies uh, get positions and how it happened and to hear their stories and to know where they come from is just really, really neat. And being able to play with, um, I played with a young lady in college, uh, Shanda Rigby. She was Husser. It was her main name. And she's at Troy State now. But everywhere Shanda went, the high school level, she was successful. Pensacola State uh, Junior College, she was successful. Troy, she was successful. And so, you know, she's uh, she's ready to make that next climb, too, here shortly. And um, just exciting to to be able to to reach out to those young ladies and, um, you know, pick their brain and 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 just see how the changes throughout the the, the last, you know, 20 years have gone for them individually in their, in their careers and so forth. And so um, it's just been really neat to the friendships, the, 
you know, just coaching at the at the national tournament, the NAI national tournament again, you know, and getting to to meet Stephanie Finley over at Oklahoma Christian and um, stuff like that. Uh, she has done an amazing job at Oklahoma Christian. It's been there for a very long time. And, um, you know, she also, she coached Sherry Cole in college. And so just having those connections, that's probably the biggest thing uh, I've missed in college coaching is the um, connection with all the, the, the other coaches. Um, that is a, just a neat camaraderie of, uh, of, of individuals um, that uh, was very special to me. Yeah, I feel the same way. You know, and I, I think because of my uh, connection with the uh, Irish basketball now, I, I, I kind of have that, but it's it's different. Um, I know that that obviously makes a, a big difference in, in having that connection and friendship and everything. And, um, you know, before I ask the next next question, I want to kind of take it back a little bit to, you know, you, you stepped away from coaching at, at Mobile and really to take care of your family, uh, your, your parents. And, and then you got back in at Faith. Um, you know, there might be some people that are out in the audience listening to uh, this podcast episode and thinking, wow, I've been away from the industry for a little bit and I really want to get a chance to come back. I mean, what's some advice you'd give them? Obviously, you made some connections with Coach Head through church and everything mm-hmm. else. But what, what are some what's a, one piece of advice you'd give for somebody that's I mean, that that's a a challenging thing to go from, you know, uh, being a head women's coach yeah. at Mobile to stepping away and then getting back in six, seven years later. Right. Um, just uh, again, it, it needs to be a passion. Um, the, the sport, uh, the company, whatever that endeavor may look like, it, it still needs to be a passion. If the passion isn't there, then um, it's, it's going to be difficult to get your motor back going and your energies going in the right direction. But, um, you know, just uh, that passion and commitment to make it work, because, um, you know, the second time around, a lot has happened in 20 years in, in the sport itself of basketball. And um, just just a lot has changed. And um you know, like we talked about earlier, being able to to uh, survive the technology industry with all this and the attention giving, seeking and so forth. Um, it, it, it is a different arena of coaching these days and um, just uh, being able to be dedicated to that um, and knowing that that's exactly what you want to do um, is key. That, that's that's how I feel. Yeah, I know that with. Uh you know, the, the, I was out of uh, coaching and out of sport for a couple of years. And I think the one thing that always kept coming back was just knowing, look, you know, this is something that you were made built for. This is what you, Mm -hmm. God put you on planet to do. Now, each one of us have different, I mean, obviously your role now compared to when you were at Mobile is a little bit different, um, but it's still impacting young people and uh in a positive way and that's goes to the next question you know how how do you hold the ladder you've talked about you know some of the stuff already with your players but uh, you certainly held a ladder for your parents uh, as they held it for you mm-hmm. um, but how do you hold the ladder for others um you know god has really blessed my whole career my whole upbringing my whole career and um you know just 
to, you know, be from the small little town of Frank Settlement, Louisiana, and, and have an opportunity to get an education and to play ball and get a master's and to coach college ball and to, to you know, fulfill that passion that God gave to me. Um, I just feel like uh, giving back, um, being an encourager, uh, um, being, you know, if I would have knew some, some things when I was at a younger age uh, that I know now, I think I could have um, done a few things a little differently and made a few different decisions that maybe would have had a bigger impact. And so being able to um, encourage these young ladies uh, um, because this is not the day that you and I grew up in. It's a different day and they face multiple different issues that you and I have faced. And so um, being there for them, letting them know I'm on their team. I'm not against them. I am, we are together on this team. It's not coach versus the team, it's coach and the team. And um, getting to see them to learn that uh, through my time that I've just been there for two and a half years so far, um, I think we're finally making progress in that area that, okay, she, she is looking out for my best interest. She wants me to do better. And um, I'm not trying to tear them down or take them down, but um, being able to just support them in whatever they, they choose to do. I know I've got an eighth grader on the playing in the band and they're a seventh grader on my JV team, do, you know, winning some spelling bees and just, just whatever else they, they, get involved in. I want them to do well. And I want them to do well on the basketball court and in the classroom. And um, being able to, to just, because in so many days and so many times that when it gets hard, they want to quit. They want to stop. And um, just the mental toughness of, of pushing through and fighting through to obtain whatever they set their mind to. Um, is crucial in for me holding the ladder for them. And to know that um, Coach Algernon's got the bottom of the ladder, um, hopefully that will give them some confidence and to excel in not only basketball, but in school and in life as they go to leave Faith Academy. That's awesome. And I know that <laughs> the industry of coaching, so many people do look at as you know such a glitzy glamorous uh, position and uh, not say it isn't at times but uh, the most important thing and it, it's very interesting i i got <laughs> i got a text yesterday uh from one of my former players at grove city college in pennsylvania a young man who's now 40 matt phillips uh, he's about to turn 40 and he has a daughter named penelope and she's starting to play basketball mm. okay and uh he he sent me a text he's like yeah i'm I'm trying to teach her how to use a trace hand, but at least we're keeping them out of the middle of the floor. And I get these kind of texts all the time and communication from my former players that talk about that kind of stuff, but really just reaching out to say hello. And that, that is what makes why we do what we do so special. And, uh, you know, it's not about just uh, the results. And obviously we're, as you mentioned earlier, we're both competitive and we want to win or why else would we do it, right? Uh, but but at the same time, the most important thing is developing those relationships and, and those connections with people that you know are going to make an impact down the road because of your influence. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, Martha, thank you so much for being a guest this week. Uh, how would you like to close this, uh, this episode? Um, well, I, I appreciate the offer and the opportunity to be on here with you. I think you're doing an amazing job with this hold the ladder uh, concept. And I, I think it, it's definitely hit home with me. I've enjoyed your, uh, your, your programs and the people you've had on and, um, you know, just encourage people to, uh, you know, give, give their all, give their all. And because um, we've all been placed here by God to do a, a certain task on this earth and to um, love people. And um, you just don't know what other people are going through day to day. And so, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt and, uh, and love on them and encourage them. And, um, you know, it's always nice to see a smile and face and encouraging word to, you know, to, to kind of pick us up and um, keep us going. So um, I, I just thank God for the, uh, all the, the things that he's been able to uh, give to me to experience in this life. And um, I appreciate this opportunity, Tim. Thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, it's great to catch up with you after all these years. And uh, I wish you continued success there, Faith. And, and thanks for your example and uh, wish you well as you continue your uh, season this season. Thank you so much. You bet. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, to this week's episode. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Have a great week. Thanks for listening, and until next week, I challenge you to hold a ladder for someone to climb to greater heights than they ever thought possible.